Blog Talk Radio.
Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are so happy that all of you could join us for the Word of God tonight, to hear what God has to say. You know, there are a lot of people who have heard sketchy uh, explanations of certain viable and very important things in the body of Christ, and they they never had a, a historical Uh, introduction to such. Well, we're going to answer some questions tonight. And we hope that those of you who have missed parts of it over your lives, over your Christian lives, and those of you who have never heard an explanation at all, that you will gather the information you need for your faith to grow in that area. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so God is so good and so gracious. He comes back and he, he firms up things that uh, have been sometimes forgotten, uh, sometimes never learned, and sometimes never exposed to. Amen? So we want to thank the Lord for for using our time wisely while he's building us up and causing us to become the people of God that he's always desired for us to be. Amen? As we continue our journey and turning from our own wicked ways and learning to please the Lord more, We want to think in terms of the things that God is actually doing in the body of Christ. You know, God has an army. God has an army. They look like everyday, ordinary people. But each of them has their assignment, and they're doing what they ought to be doing. Amen? So we want to keep that in mind also. To the world, we just look like a bunch of... uh, Goofy people. You know, we've got these real firm opinions and and we don't we don't have a tendency to yield too often and they think we're a bit neurotic and crazy. But they don't know our God, you see. They don't know him. And so they think he's crazy too. But little do they know that the opportunity will come for them to find out that their present belief is not accurate nor truthful and it will fail them. So until they get there, we're going to keep going because the time will come when they will end up questioning their own point of view about life and about situations that are critical in life. Amen? That's usually the point where people begin to mature. That's what that is. Some people think they can be 40 years old and not mature. But that does not lead for a lend for a healthy life, nor a rewarding life. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord. Um. <laughs> all right, so be it. We want to thank the Lord for the work that He's doing in people's lives. You know, most of us have. Uh, family members, friends, who insist on um, not maturing. It's going to be ridiculous for us to say to them, 
you know you really need to change some of your point of view. You need to tidy up your point of view if we don't do it ourselves. Amen? So we need to get our act together too. And as they view our lives, the changes that Jesus has made in us, they will begin to see what he's saying to them. You see, sometimes you are the track that Jesus wants people to read. You are the track. You. You're the track that Jesus wants people to read. To mix up sin and holiness. They don't go together. They are opposed one to another. You're the track that people, that God wants peace. See, the Bible says we're living epistles read of all men. And he means that. We're the city that's set on a hill that can't be ignored. So we must learn how to better reflect Jesus Christ in our own personal lives. Because you can't, you can, as my dad used to say, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Somebody's going to see right through you. So, now that we've started our lives over in Jesus, let him shine. Let him shine. Let him shine through our lives. Let him be seen. Let his glory be reflected. Amen? Let him come through us. We need to die to ourselves so he can be seen in our lives. And thereby drawing all men. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Well, he's using us to draw them. And we need to yield to the process. And a good part of that process is dying to ourselves and allowing God to make the changes in us that he desires to make. It is the Lord in us that causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure. So now let's go along with him. You know, two can't walk together unless they be agreed. So we must learn to agree with the Lord, even when we don't like what he wants to do. And if you've never run into a place in your life yet where the Lord wants you to go to the right and you want to make a hard left, you don't know what Christianity is yet. Amen? You don't know what Christianity is yet. Because you actually have to die to your own will. Amen. It's not a popular message. It's just the gospel. That's all. It's the gospel. Your will has to die. Your rebellion, your pride, your stubbornness, your know-it-all. Your I want it my way and I don't like it that way, Jesus. It has to die. Death is a slow, agonizing process, just like crucifixion. A slow, agonizing process toward death. Some of us have these desires and ambitions in our lives. We want this and we want that, 
and we don't see why we can't have it the way we want it when we want it. Well, that's not God. When we come to God, we surrender our lives to him. We surrender. We surrender all. We surrender. We stop trying to march around the world in our little world going, I want it my way, I want it my way. No, we don't do that anymore. We surrender. And some of us have a hard time with that. A hard time. Nonetheless, it's worth going through it. Amen? We'll come out not ashamed on that day, and we'll be without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. Well, I thought my life was going to go this way. Well, (laughs) so much for what you thought. God has a plan. And since we know that we belong to him, his plan is now our plan. Amen? Amen. Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. Jesus had to surrender too, and he teaches us to do it. So we're going to keep doing what God has called us to do to be like Jesus. And some people want being like Jesus to mean, oh, bless your heart, Mary. You're such a sweet person, Mary. I have news for you. Go back and reread the gospel and see who your Savior is. Because that's what he meant. Go back through the gospel and read them again. So you can see who Jesus really is. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for the opportunity to come together tonight. We thank you for all of those who join us while we're live and all of us, all of those who will join us after uh for a recast thank you for each one lord we thank you for the new persons that you're bringing to us we welcome them in the name of jesus christ we pray that they hear from you tonight what they need to hear we want to thank you for that we want to thank you we want to thank you that we are a christian protestant non-denominational international Miracle ministry with deliverance and teaching and healing and a lot of prayer and devotion to Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you've joined hands and hearts and minds across the globe together at once, locked together in the unity of the Spirit to come before you and honor you and worship you. So, Lord, we forgive all such that should be forgiven by us, whatever the incident, whatever the event, whomever, however, whenever. We forgive from our hearts as you call for us to do. 
And we ask you to forgive us of our sins. Because there is no one who sinneth not. So we thank you, Lord, that the spirit of truth is here with us, bringing forth your truth to the body of Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, that uh, we'll have uh, the kind of broadcast we prefer without technical difficulties because we take authority, dominion, and power over the warfare of the enemy against our our technic our technical part in Jesus name. We thank you for your angels surrounding us, Father, warring on our behalf in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that your angelic host is here with us. You're here in our midst. The Godhead is here in our midst. In us and with us. We thank you that the love of God is in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the love that we have for one another and for you. We thank you for your devotion, the devotion that you have poured into us that we might release it back to you again. Thank you, Lord. We're growing. We're growing having growing pains, but growing. We're thankful because each growing pain causes us to have to struggle and reach and move muscles, spiritual muscles we didn't know we had. Spiritual muscles we didn't even know were there, but we're stronger for it, Lord. We're stronger for it. We have more courage than we had before. We find out love is more fierce than we thought. There are things love won't tolerate. Amen? We can stand up to some things now. We don't crumble and cry at the first hint of trouble. We don't run away from the devil anymore. We've learned to stand up, face him, and attack him back. Thank you, Lord. We don't tolerate the devil running over us anymore. Thank you, Lord. We have grown. And we come together to fight on behalf of one another. Because we love one another and we love you. The Bible says when we've done it to the least of them, we've done it to you. So, Father, we don't mind demonstrating our love for one another and our love for you and our love for the world. Thank you that you have given us a faith that overcomes the world. We ask you, Lord, as we continue to grow, to help us to see our world from your perspective. Not just the way we look at it, but from your perspective. We have members, Lord, that are enduring much warfare. And we lift them up to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask you, Lord, to protect them. Protect them, shield them, and teach them how to fight. Thank you, Jesus. We have members undergoing family crisis now. We lift them up to you, Father, and we ask you to strengthen them, Cover them, Lord. 
give them courage and comfort in the midst of the battle, knowing that you are in control. Thank you, Lord. Regardless of the outcome, you are in control. So we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord, for drying every tear. There's some tears in our congregation, Lord. We thank you for drying every tear. We thank you for strengthening every heart. We thank you for opening every eye to see what you're trying to show us that we've been ignoring for the longest and opening our ears so that we can hear you clearer. We thank you for teaching us how to press in in prayer so that we can learn what you're really saying to us. Yes, we got the scripture, but we didn't quite get it all. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us how to rest in you and to wait on your resolution, your answer, your solution. (laughs) That we will not just press ahead because that's what we think we ought to do. We will learn to rest in you, wait on you, and wait for the answer and solution and resolution that you have for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are maturing spiritually, and we are maturing naturally. We are taking hold of the freedom that you have given us. Your Holy Spirit is showing us the things that are freely given to us. We receive them all. We receive them all. We know that whatever financial difficulty we may have, you are our solution. You are our solution. We used to think it was the job. We needed something changed there. And then we we used to think it's the credit. We need to get something fixed there. And then we used to think, and we used to think, but now we know better. Now we know that the answer is in you. Nowhere else. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the growth that is to come. Thank you, Lord. Some of us are about to give up. We can't take it anymore. 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 Okay, so what do you do? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I can't take it anymore. I thank you for the Holy Spirit helping me. He's my helper. He's my helper. He's here to help me. I receive his help now in Jesus' name. That's what you do. I'll show you what you do. You ask for his help, and you receive it, because you can hang on as long as Jesus says to. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him out. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we don't give up. We have members that need to be healed in their bodies. They need a breakthrough. 
yerre gelala rio sunde de brechada de dios surri de rukoto robre salala rio sunde de brechada de dios kurre kahala le diasa rike de brechada de dios surro la de dios sunde de breke de dios sunaraja lord jesus you are our cure the medical community teaches us to manage with a disease state but you are our cure you are the lord our god who heals us we receive our healings now in Jesus' name. We receive our healings now, whether in our minds, in our hearts, in our spirits, or in our bodies. We receive our healings now in Jesus' name. You are our cure. You make us whole. And our eyes are fixed on you. And our faith is in you. We want to thank you for that in Jesus' name. Anything that ails us, our bodies belong to you. There are people that went marching in front, declaring that their bodies were theirs. They lied. They don't own a body. In order to come into the earth world, they were given a body. A body was prepared for them, just like it was for you, Lord Jesus. And when they expire, when their spirit and soul is called out of their bodies, they cannot turn around and tell that body to get up and come with them. They have no power and authority over it. It is not their body. It is yours. You gave it, and you determine what happens to it. Thank you, Lord, for truth coming through. Thank you, Lord. We stand, Lord, for those who ought to be born, children that should be born. We ask you to make a way to allow them to be born. They ought to be born. You're sending them to the earth. They are part of the solution that we need, and we choose to receive them by faith in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You have blessed us with every blessing that we need. You have more grace and more grace and more grace and more grace to give us. We receive, Lord, because we need you. We repented, Lord, of putting everything else ahead of you. We repented. Help us to be true to our repentance, Lord. Help us to be true to our repentance. Help us to stick with what we promised you, that we would not put anything ahead of you. Our natural lives would not take the priority where you deserve the preeminent. We give you praise, Lord. Lord, neither will we allow another human being to become more important to us than you are. We will not place our relationship with another human being ahead of our relationship with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. So, Lord, 
We thank you for the armor that you give us. You tell us to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles or strategies of the devil. You teach us, Lord, that your armor is impenetrable. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the armor that you have provided for us to wear for protection from all assault. Help us to remember to put on each piece of our armor carefully every day and to never forget to dress ourselves in your protective gear. We will gird up our loins with your truth and put on the breastplate of righteousness. We will wear the shoes of the preparation of your gospel of peace and will buckle the shield of faith to our forearm. On our head, we will wear the helmet of salvation as we take up the sword of the spirit, the sword of your spirit, your holy word. We will pray with all supplication in your spirit and will faithfully watch thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Father, give us insight into the cunning craftiness of the enemy. Lord, and prepare us to stand against him in your faith and power. Thank you for showing us that there is indeed a warfare taking place and that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood but instead against principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. Through your power, we will be sober and vigilant, Father, while we wear your armor because we realize that our adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. With your help, We will resist him, and he will flee from us according to your word. Your protection keeps us safe, Lord. How grateful we are that we do not have to engage in spiritual warfare in our flesh, in ourselves, because the weapons you've given to us are not carnal. They're not earthly. Instead, they are mighty through you, Father, to the tearing down of every stronghold. It is your power that enables us to cast down imagination. It is your power that enables us to cast down every high thing that exalts itself against knowing you. Through your grace and power, we will bring every thought into captivity to obedience to you. We'll put handcuffs on it. Yes, we will, Lord. Thank you for the spiritual power that you are imparting to us, Father, and for the protection that your armor gives to us. We want to thank you. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We want to thank you. And we want to thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, 
We bind the spirit of heaviness in Jesus' name. You tell us to put the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You tell us that you will give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that you will be glorified. So, Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over despair, over rejection, over hopelessness, over depression, over self-pity. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. We're not looking at the past anymore. We're pressing forward. We're not looking at the past. The past is over. We're in the present, moving into the future. So we're pressing forward. We're not giving up. We're not giving up at all. We might stop and catch our breath, but we're not giving up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We've already told the bondage of the past to leave us because it has no right to be with us. We've determined that it's over, that Jesus has taken care of it on Calvary, and we are free because Jesus came to make us free. So we're not still petting that little place that we say hurt so badly. No, we turned it over to the Lord. We turned that over to the Lord. We turned that over to the Lord. We're not petting it anymore. You know, it happened 20 years ago, but we're not petting it anymore. We turned it over to the Lord. And all of the things that happened since that time. We turned them over to the Lord. We took our hands off of it. We went on with Jesus because he took care of it on the cross of Calvary. He solved it all. If we were guilty, he dropped the charges. He dismissed the case. He set us free. And we are grateful to him for all that he has done for us. We're not the same anymore. So we want to thank you, Lord, that you have supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us, and we know it. You are our shepherd, and we shall not want. We want to thank you for divine health. We want to thank you for prosperity. We want to thank you for the joy of the Lord, because that joy is truly our strength. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, decisions, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, and orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, 
and open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind Scientology at its roots in the name of Jesus, and we curse that evil, that evil that deceives men and takes advantage of them at the root, just as Jesus cursed the fig tree. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, familiar demons, electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits in Jesus' name. We bind all sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind the Havana syndrome, brain changers, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all targeted radio frequency, pulse weapons, and their attacks, all microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, the work of every druid. We're binding all microwave frequency weapons, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause Neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. We take authority, dominion, and power over 5G and all the components in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over any attacks coming against human beings on this planet from what we call outer space or another galaxy in Jesus' name. We return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus from any orbit, from any planet, from any station on any planet, from any form of energy that's been directed against human beings. We send it back where it came from, from any global positioning satellite system, from any surveillance system, from anything beyond the skies, whether we are aware of what it is or not. We send the attacks back now in the name of Jesus, We raise the shield of faith and quench those fiery darts in the name of Jesus. We forbid them to continue to come through the cell towers and through our electronic devices in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Lord. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, technopaganism and mind controlled by the occult. We thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We bind all mystic rituals, hypnotic and trance devils, and all mystic rituals and their intent. 
We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean magic, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, tribal groups, indigenous groups, all groups that are against Jesus Christ. We bind you and your wicked works in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the sender. We bind Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic in the name of Jesus Christ. We take authority, dominion, and power over attacks that have been sent against the members of this ministry. Woo. Electromagnetic attacks. Technological. Laser attacks. Electromagnetic attacks. And we return them from whence they came in the name of Jesus Christ according to the covenant. We want to thank you, Lord. We buy Caribbean and Latin American black and white magic. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits, which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them in their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, impulsivity, low levels of dopamine. We take authority, dominion, and power over you in the name of Jesus. We bind the prince of the power of the air. And we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon. We bind the formations of bull flies and the demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, monitor, track, Dismerge, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, bewitch, tranquilize, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of injected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food lust, addictions, and gluttony. We bind false flags. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us, 
to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender or witchcraft attack through channeling and the satellites against the website, or the app, or the broadcast. We're binding all abortions as a magic ritual, returning to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, spells, and such in Jesus' name. Returning all tribal witchcraft in the name of Jesus, uh, especially that uh, regenerated by obedient men and witch doctors in the name of Jesus Christ. Binding all covens, cults, conclaves, and cabals. Covens of witches, wizards, warlocks, shamans, divinators, and such. Even non-governmental organizations, in the name of Jesus, every cult, regardless of its wicked agenda, we bind you and your agendas and your methodology in the name of Jesus. We bind all conclaves, especially like Bilderbergers, in the name of Jesus, and all cabals of every origin, in the name of Jesus Christ. All of these gatherings of demonic origin, enemies of the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom. We bind you. We bind your methodologies. We bind your finances. We bind your work. We bind your plans. We bind your practices in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus has not given to you world domination. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The earth and they that dwell therein. Especially all groups that come under the heading of the Illuminati. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. And we return your wickedness back on your own heads in Jesus' name. We bind all Chaldean witchcraft. We return all hexes, vexes, spells, slamming, and all other methodology of evil, and we return it to the senders in Jesus' name. We return all bruharia, all Spanish witchcraft from which it originates in the name of Jesus Christ. We're breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ. We're binding superficial religious acts, every act of sexual sin. Binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, hoodoo, root work, lucky charms, time magic, and folk magic spells. Binding the demons of energy and the gods of energy. Boomeranging their wicked works upon them. Binding all magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering. Binding synchrony. Binding and caging Poseidon and all other underwater demons and stripping them of their crowns their powers and thrones, transferring them to Jesus Christ, because all power belongs to God, binding all conjurations and summoning of demons, binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, incantations, divining practices, magic spells, potions, binding all blockages to righteous spiritual reception. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New Age movement. Uh-huh. The New Age movement. 
New World Order, Great Reset, Make Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, False Religions, La La Land, Numerology, Horoscope, The Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, and the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience. Binding all electromagnetic energy pollution. Binding and returning to center all electromagnetic witchcraft. Binding magical fantasy movies and TV shows. Binding the unreality and escapism of the Hallmark Channel shows. We bind all vampire spirits. And we forbid them to drain us of our energy and vitality in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirits and the children of disobedience. We bind la-la land in Jesus' name. And we set its captives free in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the king of pride, Leviathan. We bind all your seven heads in the name of Jesus. We put you into the spiritual cage and send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We take authority, dominion, and power, and we bind all the queens of the coast and all of their money in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every queen of the coast worldwide and their financial currency. We bind their witchcraft. We bind their magic. We bind their drug and their sorcery activities in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we ask that you release your angelic host against them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, unfocused mind, idle mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, violence, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72 in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain you with eternal chains under darkness and send you into the spiritual cage. And to the Jesus for judgment, we undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, cold and hot spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind all demonic games and demonic songs and satanic songs in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind satanic songs in the name of Jesus Christ. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, pledge, pact, vow, and prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grips, 
Freemasonry, their charters, the rituals of every secret society, and those of the associated organizations in the name of Jesus Christ. We send their intimidations back on their own heads in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We bind misleading others. We return and loose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control. In the name of Jesus, we bind the spirit of slumber in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven, and we bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for our eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us. We bind them in the name of Jesus and command them to leave us now in Jesus' name, even those coming through the computer, uh, the computer lines, or the cell phones, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are being persecuted and or imprisoned or were left behind in Afghanistan or some other place, and the January 6th prisoners. We bind the cruelties and the mistreatment that they are receiving in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for ministering to them in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ, and we cover our mode of transportation, Father, and the road or airways or waterways that we will take, or trailways. We take authority, dominion, and power over all wrecks, over de auto accidents, paladies, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness through the territories through which we must travel in Jesus' name. We thank you that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us, Father, to protect us. Sparing us from our hurt, harm, and danger. We take authority, dominion, and power over going to sleep on the road as we are driving in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over all hypnotic spells released against the members of this of this uh, fellowship, this church, in Jesus' name. We send it back where it came from. Every attack must go back. 
every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in the name of Jesus. Runge de Abrisha de Yosur, Rikita Abrisha de Yosula de Yaka, Rike de Abrisha de Yosula de Yosula de Yosura. Yara, every attempt of the enemy to hurt us, to harm us, to kill us, to destroy our lives, we bind it in the name of Jesus and we release it back against the enemy according to the covenant in Jesus' name. All hindering spirits are bound by their own hindering in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons of the night or day, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get in our dreams with the sword of the spirit. We disconnect ourselves from the point of contact in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We command them to stay away. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for protecting our property when we are away, when we are asleep, regardless. We thank you. And we thank you for the wall of fire that protects us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for your warring linking angels, your praising angels. But most of all, Father, we thank you for your divine presence in our midst. In our midst. Father, in the name of Jesus, some of us have had to go to law enforcement, to natural law enforcement, because some things need to be handled that way. So, Father, the information that we gave them, Give them supplemental information to help build our case, Father, in the name of Jesus. We believe that these people are criminals, Father, and they need to be apprehended. We ask you to do that. We ask for them to be caught in the act of the evil that they do in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask for a a, a case that cannot be refuted in the name of Jesus Christ. Too long, Lord, the enemy has been allowed to lurk around in darkness and not be truly discovered and uncovered for what he is. But you are the light of the world, and we ask you, Father, to pull away the darkness that the evil can clearly be seen and detected and arrested and apprehended and jailed in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the workers of witchcraft, and we call for them to be apprehended in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Especially those that have threatened our lives, our livelihood, and our well-being in the name of Jesus Christ. We pull out our fiery darts, pins, needles, spears. We break our vices in the name of Jesus Christ. Every vice grip, we break it now. We destroy it. We destroy it. We destroy it. We destroy it with the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Return to sender in the name of Jesus. We pull out 
are fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, anything sent from the demonic realm. We take authority, dominion, and power, and we destroy all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, witch doctors, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, diviners, pagans, and liars in Jesus' name. We destroy the power of their charms, love spells, vexes, hexes, curses, infatuations in the name of Jesus Christ. Spells, charms, fetishes, psychic thoughts and prayers, witchcraft, death, bewitchments, potions, Brain frequency, meditation, mind control, voodoo, magic, sorcery, sickness, pain, torment, destruction, psychic powers, psychic warfare, incense and candle burnings, chanting, ungodly blessings, incantations, hoodoo, root work, tribal rituals, and sin, and everything else they have sent us in the name of Jesus Christ. All hindering spirits are hindered by their own hindrances in Jesus' name. We send back spirits of hate, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy. Wizardry, sorcery, in Jesus' name. And your influence and power are destroyed in his name. We send back spirits of blindness, spirits of bondage, spirits of fear, of heaviness in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, for the freedom that you have granted to your people in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. We give you glory, and we give you honor for it. We thank you, Lord. Okay, everybody, put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for the God. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen, 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 and amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You know, Lord, these witches, warlocks, wizards, shamans, witch doctors, all of them work very hard to be evil. They need to be repaid for the, what they have done. They work very hard, so they need to receive the payment that is due them. Amen? Amen. So tonight, our featured psalm is Psalm 59. Our featured psalm is Psalm 59. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. Daniel chapter 9, verse 3. Our featured ebook is The Spirit of Lust. The Spirit of Lust. Flesh and demons work together, and they do. Thank you. So tonight we're going to talk about in another tongue. In another tongue. In another tongue. Amen. I'm going to try to slow down. For those of you who've actually never heard it presented this way before, so that you'll be able to take hold of it in your, amen? Amen. We're not here just to hear another message. We're here to be changed by the word of God. So, Father, we want to thank you for the change that you are bringing about tonight. In Jesus' holy name. So, saints. There are still questions concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. 
So tonight we will answer them. Amen? The baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, as it is called, was prophesied, foretold, long before Pentecost. It happened a long, long, long time ago. So if you will join me in Isaiah chapter 28, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11, Isaiah Chapter 28, verse 11, we will begin. We will begin. Isaiah chapter 28, verse 11. And verse 11 states, For with stammering lips, stammering lips, and another tongue, shall he speak to this people. For with stammering lips, that's an accurate description. Stammering lips and another tongue. Amen. He will speak to these people. Amen. So God says, that there are people who just won't listen to him. That's what he said. He says, if you read the other uh, scriptures around there, you'll see he's saying that there are people who just won't listen to him. So he's going to do things differently. There are people that just won't pay him any mind no matter what he says. No matter how many prophets he sends, they keep stoning them and killing them because they don't like what the prophets say, you know, just like they do. Now, what do you mean, just like they do now? Okay, I'll give you a good example. Um, There are some people that are opposing your sister in Christ, um, whose uh, music we've uh, we placed up on in the chat room because there's some very holy songs that she sings, and she was um, preaching to a group of people, and she was telling them about a particular incident in her life when a friend of hers who has passed away was telling her, I'm going to do this music video, and this is a song, and so on and so on and so on and so forth. And I just know, I just know you're not going to be a part of it because you just won't do this. And so she said, The song was, it was a beautiful video, good music, good instrumentation, the elements that make for a great music video were all there. But she said, this is how the song started. The lyrics start, I could cast a spell. And she said, you can't sing that. You can't be a Christian and and lend your voice, your gift, and your mouth and the grace of God to that because that's witchcraft. She said, you all get up all caught up in the beat and in the music. You like the beat and the music, and you don't pay a bit of attention to what these people are actually saying. He said, but you can't mouth 
You can't be a Christian and mouth witchcraft. And so people are coming against her. Why? Because they're not true Christians. They're worldly. They're still in love with the world. They haven't surrendered to Jesus Christ. They still prefer the the tinkle, the glitter, the promise of great money, and all that other foolishness that goes with being worldly. Now I'm going to tell you who the the minister and the music artist is. It's C.C. Winer. The friend that she was referring to that passed away was Whitney Houston. She said, you can't sing a song and be a Christian that starts with, I could cast a spell. But you see, the problem is, Everybody that says they're a Christian are not Christians. I've been trying to impress that upon you. They they want to wear the title, but they don't want to live the lifestyle. And it doesn't work that way. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So you can try to wear uh you can try to wear the t-shirt as we do in our society. But if the real thing isn't in that T-shirt, you can forget it. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does, because I'm trying to be current. You just can't do that. And so people are, are, are offended with her because she told the truth. But that's the way it always is. The prophets came and told the truth. And they were stoned and killed, and Jeremiah was dumped down in a dungeon in mud and left there. They were to receive horrible treatment. Why? Because we don't want to hear what you have to say. And it's no different. It never changes. Jesus Christ was treated that way. It never changes. It's the same. So he says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Really? That's what he says. It's going to be this way. Centuries later, as Paul writes by the Holy Spirit to the Corinthian church, he applies this scripture to speaking in tongues. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Beginning with verse 21, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, beginning with verse 21. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 21. And you know, um, she's not the only one saying that. There are other people that are involved in Christian music or what is termed Christian or gospel music that are saying the same thing, that it doesn't matter how it feels. You know, people are all caught up in their emotions and they're feeling because they think the Holy Spirit is a feeling, but he's not. He's a person. Emotions and there's how the song makes them feel. But if the lyrics are not what the scripture says, that song is not of God. 
Now do we understand that? Because demons can give you feelings. But demons do not confirm the word of God. We got it now? Demons and the flesh work together. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, beginning with verse 21. In the law it is written, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all that, they will they not hear me, saith the Lord. Wherefore, tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. Amen? Amen. So that's how that works. That is exactly how that works. So we see here, saints, how the Old Testament and the New Testament are connected. Amen? Also, how that which was spoken centuries ago affects our faith and our lives today. The prophet Isaiah also foretold of the Pentecostal age, the age that we live in. That's right. They had to wait for this age to come, Isaiah 44, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 3. For he saith, for I will pour water on him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit Upon thy seed And my blessing Upon thine offspring Remember a couple of weeks ago We were talking about this same subject And I pointed out to you That the Bible says That this is the refreshing That God gives This is the refreshing That the Lord gives And when you spend I will call sufficient Worshiping the Lord in your prayer language You will find revival and refreshing coming to you You're tired and weary and worn out Because this situation, that situation Is pulling you this way, that way, and the other way Spend some time before the Lord Worshiping him, releasing your prayer language And you will find that God lifts you out of that place God lifts you out of that place. So, we've established that there is grounding in the scriptures for what we refer to as the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the gift of speaking in tongues. Amen? So, then the prophet Joel, and we're going to Joel chapter 2. The prophet Joel speaks about this matter as well. Joel chapter 2, beginning with verse 28. Joel chapter, beginning with verse 28. Joel chapter 2, 
beginning with verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward. God's saying this is going to happen, all right? It's going to happen. That I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. So God says he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. You're not going to give him that gender division thing again. You know, it can only be for this one, but it can't be for that one. He's not going for that. You're not going to tell him how to build his army. It's his army. He'll build it his way. Amen? Amen. We need all hands on deck in this time. Amen? So with these foretellings, on the day of Pentecost, Peter addresses the multitude of Jews and others. Multitudes. There's a lot of people there. He declares that the sound which they have heard is the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy that we just read. And it goes all the way back to the prophecies of Isaiah. So he's saying from back there, all this time forward, Because, you know, there was 400 years in between when God just stopped talking to the Jewish people. But that's another story. From that time forward, now God is fulfilling those prophecies. Amen. So just because you don't see it fulfilled in the little time you think, well, God's not on your timetable, my dear. He sets the time. Our time and timings are in his hands. Amen. And we grow to realize that and appreciate it. So with these foretellings on the day of Pentecost, Peter addresses the multitude of Jews and others. He declares that the sounds which they have heard is the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. So let's go see what happened in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Beginning with verse 14, Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse, okay, the Holy Spirit says we're going to go back a little further than verse 14. And I'm going to open my Bible up. Well, not that it's not already open, but I'm going to turn there. And we're going to go back a little further. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to start. Okay. We're going to start at verse 1, Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, 
They were all with one accord in one place. See, God's talking about unity. It's important. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Well, who is they? The they is the disciples of Jesus Christ that did what he told them to do. He told them to wait in Jerusalem till the promise of the Father came. Well, they didn't know what the promise of the Father was going to be like. They just know that that's what Jesus said. Amen? So Jesus went back to heaven, and he get, these are the instructions he left them with. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. It looked like fire sitting on them, and it rested on them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other languages other than their primary language as the Spirit gave them utterance, as the Spirit of God gave them verbiage, gave them wording. They began to speak. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, Devout men out of every nation under heaven. That's a lot of different kinds of people. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded or amazed because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold! Are not all these which speak Galileans? These people all come from Galilee. Why are they speaking our language? Why do we all hear our own native tongue? And how hear we every man in our language, in our tongue, wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia, and Judea, and Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, and he just goes on and on. Verse 10, and strangers of Rome, Jews, and proselytes, and Cretes, and Arabians, we do hear them speak our tongues, our languages, the wonderful works of God. Cretes, Arabians, all these different languages. All at once, everybody could hear their own. And they were all speaking the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? Others, there's always this group. Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. There's always going to be somebody there that ridicules the move of God. There's always going to be that scorning voice. Don't let it hinder you. But, verse 14, Peter standing up with the 11. Peter standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my word. For these 
are not drunken as ye suppose. So you see there's always presumption and judging going on. These are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel that we just read. And it shall come to pass in the last days, in the last days, so that means we're in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So Peter stands there and connects the past with the present. Present has moved forward, and that's where we are. Amen? The present has moved forward, and that's where we are. All of these Old Testament prophecies were spoken and recorded hundreds of years before Jesus' ministry on earth. Once Jesus' ministry approached its commencement, more prophecies were spoken. That's right, more prophecies. So let's go to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 3. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verse 16. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 3, verse 16. Beginning with John the Baptist. John the Baptist had something to say. The Spirit of God moved him to foretell. Amen? Luke chapter 3, verse 16. John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So who is it that baptizes us with the Holy Ghost and fire? Ah, it's the one that John was talking about. Amen? So let's move to the Gospel of John, Chapter 1. The Gospel of John, Chapter 1, Verse 33. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 33. John speaking, John the Baptist. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending. And remaining on him, the same is he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. So John is attesting that there is a baptism with the Holy Ghost, and someone does it. And who would that someone be? But the one on whom the Spirit of God is descending and remaining on him. All right. It's good. From that point, 
Jesus Christ speaks himself. His ministry's begun. So in the seventh chapter of the Gospel of John, we find these words. John chapter 7, beginning with verse John chapter 7, beginning with verse 37. John chapter 7, beginning with verse 37. Amen? In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Really? That's what he said, and he meant it. That's what he said, and he meant it. Well, what was, how, how could he say that? Well, this is where that came from. It came from Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. came from Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. Amen. That's what Jesus is referring to here. That's what he's saying. The Old Testament is connected to the New Testament. Amen. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit of God, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Amen? Amen. There's, there's a right timing in God. And maybe some of us will learn about that. There's a right timing in God. So let's move on to the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 11. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 11. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 11. And we're beginning with verse 11. Jesus speaking here. Talking about the Holy Spirit. And the gifts that he brings, and the power that he brings. Verse 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, Will he offer him a scorpion? Well, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? 
Spirit to them that ask him. The Holy Spirit is a wonderful gift. You can't have a better gift. So Jesus is saying that his Father is giving the best gift, the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. So as Jesus prepared himself and his disciples for the coming event of his crucifixion, that that is commonly celebrated as the Lent season. And it is considered that that's the season we are in now, where we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. His instructions to his disciples, his instructions to them included promises of the coming of the Holy Spirit. Promise them that the Holy Spirit would come. And it, this information was part of his promise to them. So let's go to the Gospel of John, chapter 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 14. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, beginning with verse 16. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, beginning with verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. So when we need comfort, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. You can't just sit there and whine and have a pity party all day. Why? Because you have the comforter. You have comfort from heaven. That wipes out your pity party right there. When you are upset, you have comfort. The world doesn't because the world doesn't know him, but you do. And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you how long? Ten minutes? Four minutes. Ever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth in you and with you and shall be in you. He dwells with you and he shall be in you, Jesus promised. And so now the Holy Spirit is with us and in us. Praise God. So let's go to verse 25. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 25. These things, have I spoken unto you, Jesus speaking, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. So the Holy Spirit is not only our Comforter, he's our teacher. If you allow him, he can teach you some of the simplest things that you need to know. And some people 
want to narrow down his teaching to just teaching you about scripture. Well, you're wrong. He's God. He knows everything. He knows what you need to do about the plumbing. Well, he does. He knows the best method for solving that situation. He does. And when you finally decide to believe that he is who he is, you will find that your relationship with him expands. When you finally come to the point that you stop thinking that you can figure out your own best answer to everything, and you come to rely on his power and his wisdom and his love and care for you, you'll find that life goes smoother because you will learn to depend on him and not yourself. Amen? You will learn, I pray, to obey him. Praise the Lord. He shall teach you all things. See that all you need to highlight it. Instead of being as presumptuous as we are, we need to break it down some and depend more on the Holy Spirit than we do. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. So all of a sudden you can't remember something. Who's going to tell you? Well, now you know. Whatsoever I have said unto you, he'll bring it back. All right. One day you'll get it. Amen. You'll get it. That's who the Holy Spirit is. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, chapter 15, verse 26. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 26. Jesus speaking, but when the Comforter is come, and he has come, thank you, Lord, whom I, you no good bug, whom I death to you in Jesus' name, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which where proceedeth from the Father. This is the Godhead. He shall testify of me, Jesus said. There's the Godhead, all in one, all in one scripture. All right, he'll he'll tell you about Jesus. You want to know something about Jesus? He has the answer. I guarantee it. John chapter sixteen, the Gospel of John chapter sixteen. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, beginning with verse 7. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, beginning with verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, Jesus speaking, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, 
master will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He isn't going to just deal with the believers, not just with the body of Christ not just with the Christians, he's going to deal with the world and their sin and their unrighteousness and of the judgment to come. They're not going to necessarily like it, but that's the way it's going. You don't exactly tell God how to run a world. Amen? Some of us will get that one day. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 12. The Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 12. Jesus speaking, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. All truth. Underline guide you into all truth. But you see, you've got to want the truth, and you have to be open to the truth. Ooh, really? Yes. hmm You have to want the truth, and you have to be open to the truth. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. So, after Jesus' death and resurrection, and before his ascension, Before his return to the Father, he gave his disciples repeated assurances of the coming of the Holy Spirit with power, even as he had promised. So let's go to Luke 4, verse 49. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. 49, gotcha. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. This is the instructions he gave the disciples. But tarry ye, wait ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You're going to have to wait for it. Ah, that the saints would wait on the Lord. Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 4. Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 4. The book of Acts, chapter 1, beginning with verse 4. 
and being assembled together with them. These are the disciples that were assembled together doing what Jesus said after he left. They were commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But, verse 8, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So he's telling us all, because the instructions didn't change, that we're to be witnesses everywhere we go. And so during this season that the world refers to as Easter, we're going to pass out tracts to people who think that it's all about an Easter bunny and some eggs and some candy and uh, new clothes and new shoes. Amen? We're going to take this opportunity to bring their attention to Jesus Christ. Amen? Still waiting on your emails at gproom at outlook.com. Please include your address. Thank you, because I'm going to go through those uh, addresses as fast as I can, and when I send them out, I'm sending them out. You say, well, what are you talking about, Pastor? I announced that. I announced that already. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, This is a very important scripture. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. This is a very important scripture. Amen. This is a very important scripture. Amen. Amen. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Jesus is saying that we'll cast out devils. It's right there. Shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. There it is right there. You see, some of you have relatives that behind your back have mocked you for for speaking in tongues. And you know certain scriptures, but you've never put it all together in this manner to say, okay, I can prove to you that the Bible says this. 
Well, you'll be able to now. Amen? Amen. Praise God. A very important note is that the last statements which Jesus made to his disciples before his return to his father were concerning the power which they were to receive from the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So we've talked about that from Acts 1-8 and the signs and miracles that were to follow their ministry. And we've talked about that right here. Amen? Praise the Lord. After Jesus departed from the disciples and returned to his throne, the disciples returned to Jerusalem where they began their vigil in the upper room. There they waited and prayed expecting something. The promise of the Father, whatever that looks like. So in Acts chapter 2, we have the following, beginning with verse 1. Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 1, we have the following. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were all with one accord. They were in agreement in one place. There was unity. And suddenly there came a sound, a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, because that's what it looked like. It looked like fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. God brought it himself. It's kind of hard to refute something that God came and personally established. People try it, but that's not such a bright idea. Amen? Amen. Here we see the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. Jesus had kept his word and sent, as he promised, the promise of the Father. And the disciples received the Holy Spirit and the gift of speaking in tongues with joy. With joy. From that time forward, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is made available to every believer. To every believer. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God made no mistake, nor has he changed his mind about this. He did it right when he did it the first time. The disciples received the Holy Spirit, and the evidence that they received was that they spoke in other tongues. Pentecost 
gives us an historic pattern to go by. We know we have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit when our experience matches that of the 120 in the upper room at Pentecost. The scriptures mentioned tonight point forward to the day of Pentecost, but there are also scriptures which record the baptism in the Holy Spirit after Pentecost. After, yes, this is the time in which we live, after Pentecost. Chapter 8, beginning with verse 14. Acts chapter 8, beginning with verse 14. Acts chapter 8, beginning with verse 14. Now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, They sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And they receive the Holy Ghost. Now, let's go to Acts chapter 9. Page or so away. Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 10. Acts chapter 9, beginning with verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision. Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, okay, all right, we're back. Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind, to arrest all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hast sent me, 
that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. We can see that miracles, the presence of the Holy Spirit in and with us, and the gift of tongues did not go away when Jesus went away. Why? Because the Holy Spirit came and brought it, and he is still here. He is still here. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. You see, all of these people were not Jews. Some of these people were Gentiles because when Jesus died on the cross, Titian, that great four, at least four-inch thick cloth that separated the holy place from the holy of holies was torn in two from top to bottom. As soon as Jesus said, it is finished, it was torn. And, of course, you know they tried to repair it, but that didn't work. God was serious. All right, Acts chapter 10, beginning with verse 1. And there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion. He's an army person of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, his whole family which gave much arms, alms, charity to the people, and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him, saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms, thy charity, are coming up for a memorial before God. So your prayers and your giving matters to God. Amen? And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel spake unto Cornelius, spake unto Cornelius was departed. He called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. And on the morrow, on the next day, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending upon him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. You see, the Jews had dietary laws. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. 
This was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now while Peter doubted himself what the vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Perfect timing. And called and asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit of God said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. It went up and down three times, and now there are three men. Arise, therefore, get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man and one that feareth God and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in and lodged them, and on the morrow Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow, after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, he had called together his kinsmen and near friends. That's right. When blog talk came on, he called his kinsmen and his near friends. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up. I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying, as soon as I was sent for. I asked, therefore, for what intent ye have sent for me. And Cornelius said four days ago, I was fasting unto this hour. And at the night prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. And said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thy arms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon, a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Immediately, therefore, I sent to thee. And thou hast well done that thou art come. Now, therefore, we are all here present before God to hear the things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth 
with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, who they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead, alive and dead. To him give all the prophets witness. We've just talked about those prophets. That through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, which were the Jews, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Amen? So now we see God moving beyond the Jews into the world of the Gentiles. Amen? Amen. That's that's very important. All right? Let's go to Acts chapter 19, beginning with verse 1. Acts chapter 19, beginning with verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Now, I hate to tell you this, but there's still people that are a lot like that. Amen? And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. How do they know? And they spake with tongues and prophesied. What are the hindrances to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked. There are many hindrances. Some of them are unconfessed sins, unchristian attitudes or practices, involvement in religious cults or witchcraft, or religious groups which deny the divinity of Jesus Christ. Fear. An unforgiving spirit. 
And all of these are severe hindrances. All of these are severe hindrances. However, if the person is a Christian in right relationship with the Lord and who has not mocked tism of the Holy Spirit and who earnestly desires to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, there are usually two major hindrances which block receptivity to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Two. The first is scriptural ignorance. Now, we have gone through all of these scriptures to alleviate just that thing, scriptural ignorance. You now have scriptural knowledge. For many years, the biblical doctrine of the Holy Spirit has been glossed over or ignored by ministries and Bible teachers. Most Christians are still in the dark concerning what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit and his power. Many persons are still like the Ephesian disciples who told Paul that they hadn't even heard of the Holy Ghost. Who is he? Okay, there's still people that way. Years of error, jealousy, and wrong teaching causes a psychological barrier that creates difficulty in receiving the baptism. We must cry out, we must cry out, as was done in Mark chapter 9, verse 24. Mark chapter 9, verse 24. Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Lord, I believe, but I'm struggling. Help thou my unbelief. The other major hindrance, hindrance number two, is fear of what others may think or say. Until we want the Holy Spirit more than we want the approval of others, until we want the power of God more than we want respectability, until we are so spiritually hungry, we don't care what other people think, we may not find ourselves very receptive. Most of us have wanted God on our terms and have steadfastly refused to let him have us on his terms. Mm. That's why surrender and yielding is so important. For this reason, we find it difficult to move into new spiritual experiences. Many people seem to have arrived at the conclusion that speaking in tongues is somehow improper for good Orthodox church members. Perhaps the basic question we need to ask ourselves is whether we want to be prim, proper, and powerless, or faithful, yielded, and powerful. Seems 
well nigh impossible to be both. Amen? Amen. You see, if you are more concerned about how you appear to men, you have the wrong value system to begin with. Your value system does not line up with the Father, Jesus Christ, Lord of all, and God the Holy Spirit. Your values are out of whack. In fact, you are in idolatry. How can I say this? Because you have valued the opinions of significant others more than the opinion of Almighty God. You are seeking the honor and approval and esteem that comes from men, mere dust, more than that which comes from Almighty God. So that would make you in idolatry, in the sin of idolatry. Because we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. He comes first. But when other people's opinion of us comes first, we are in sin, and we need to repent. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord for that word tonight. It's very refreshing. It's very refreshing. And so if we have heard in the past false teachings, we now have the truth tonight, don't we, Brother Bill? So now there's no excuse. We have no excuse now. We know the truth. So let's use the truth that we have, the truth that we know, and let's share the truth with others. Truth lives in us, and we're to share the truth with others. Amen? Amen. So if you didn't get all of those scriptures, you can always recast. And you can study them. Hmm. Amen. So we're going to go to the phone line for a minute. And I'm coming to area code 973. Area code 973. Yes, hello. Yes, hello. Hello. Yes, hello. I'm here. Okay, yes. Um, The reason I'm calling, I wanted to get prayer. Um, and even might be some deliverance as well. Okay. And I have would like to. Co- re- yes, I have. Okay. Mhm. And and you would like to do what? And I also would like to re- rededicate myself to the Lord. To Jesus Christ, yes. Mhm. Excuse me. All right. Okay, well, I'm going to take you through a brief prayer, but you have to pray it from your heart. Okay. All right? Now, let me ask you this first. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God? Oh, yes, I do. Do you believe that he died on the cross for the sins of the whole wide world? Yes. 
Do you believe that his death on the cross and the blood that was was poured out of him will wash your sins away and make you clean? Yes, I do. All right. Okay, so let's begin. Say, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that you are God. I believe that you are God. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And for the sins of the whole world. And for the sins of the whole world. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. And have mercy upon me. And have mercy upon me. Forgive me for all of my sins. Forgive me for all of my sins. And the sins of my ancestors. And the sins of my ancestors. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve. I ask you. I ask you. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. And to be my God. And to be my God. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. I give to you. I give to you. My love. My love. And my loyalty. And my loyalty. I commit myself to you. I commit myself to you. And your holy word. And your holy word. I choose to make you. I choose to make you. The Lord of my life. The Lord of my life. I take my life away from. I take a life. I take my life away from. Satan. Satan. And all of his influences. And all of his influences. And I give my life to you. And I give my life to you. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for receiving me. I receive your forgiveness for my sins. I receive your forgiveness for my sins. And I ask you to heal me. And I ask you to heal me. And deliver me. And deliver me. And make me whole. And make me whole. <clears throat> and make Very good. Now take, take a deep breath and cough that out. <coughs> Come on out. In the name of Jesus. Come on out. <coughs> Come on out. You can't stay in there anymore. You've been trying to hinder her and keep her from this moment, but you can't. <coughs> Come on out. Come on out of her in the name of Jesus. Father is the body of Christ. We come together in agreement with her prayer before your throne. And we thank you for your mercy and your grace and your love poured out in her life this moment. We thank you for the cleansing of the blood of Jesus right now, Lord. Thank you for the cleansing flow of the blood of Jesus in her life right now. With the sword of the Spirit, we cut her free from her past. 
with the sword of the spirit, we disconnect her from her past. We cut her free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, yoke, snare, and involvement of the devil. Every garland, we cut her free in the name of Jesus Christ. Every chain, every yoke, every entanglement of the enemy, we cut her free in Jesus' name. Now we take authority, dominion, and power from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus over every demon that has been in her life from conception to this moment. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you to your strong man. We bind you all. We send you into the spiritual cage in the name of Jesus, and we command you to come up and out of her right now. Father, I ask you to release your angels to assist in the deliverance. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath. Deep breath and cough. Just deep breath. All of you. Let's go now. All of you. We command you to leave. It's not a question. It's a command. Leave in Jesus' name. Every demon that has affected her life in any way, from conception until this moment, we command you to leave her right now in the name of Jesus. Deep breath and cough from your gut, not your throat. <coughs> Come on out. Deep breath. <coughs> Deep breath. <coughs> Keep coughing. You got some work to do. Just deep breath and talk. All of the demons that have been in her mind that come down the family line, you are bound in the name of Jesus. We take the ground back from you with the blood of Jesus Christ and the power in his name. Come on out of her. Come on out. All the demons that have bound her spirit over the years, especially those spirits of infirmity that have been in her body, since she was born, we take authority, dominion, and power over you. Come out of her now in Jesus' name. Every disease, every ailment, every affliction, every malady, every sickness, you're bound in Jesus' name. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough from your gut. Deep breath and cough from your gut. Deep breath and cough. Have you had any affiliation with witchcraft or the occult? No, I have not. Let me let me just say yes, this to you. Can. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm on vacation right now, and I just I'm saying that for this. Um, I don't know if this is, I don't know if how true this is or not. Um, I there was an employee who retired and she just retired and and it was on Thursday of not this week of last week I mean, of last week and I gave her a hug and I noticed the next day which was Friday of last week I started feeling real sick and this person has been coming against me I you know I know it for a fact that she's been coming against me and also I don't know if it's her or not, but I noticed that that Friday when I was um, at work, I started having these bad pains in the back of my, um, like, upper, uh, what do you call this, upper uh, back. And it happened about twice, but it seemed like it didn't happen until I hugged her. Mm-hmm. And I plead the blood her of Jesus over her. Her demons transferred to you. Mm-hmm. Her and I noticed 
transferred mm-hmm. from her to you. Mm-hmm. And I noticed so that I've been sick. you around hugging people just because you feel like it, honey. Mm-hmm. You can't go around hugging folks, shaking hands with folks just because you feel like it. Mm-hmm. People are demon-possessed these days. And physical contact opens up a connection between you and the other person. Mm-hmm. Also, before you continue, I'm listen, sorry. Listen, listen, Conversation opens up a contact between you and the other person. It's like you opened up a, 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 a faucet. And now what's on the other side flows to you. So the the wickedness that's in her came into you. Mm-hmm. And that's why you feel bad. Okay, let me say this as well. I'm noticing that I'm having a lot of leg pain as well. I know. You're going to have pain all over your body because her demons are in you. But I'm trying to get them out if you'll let me. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that to you. That's all. Okay. Good. Now, come some more. Take a deep breath and call. <coughs> Father, we disconnect her from this source that she has run into in the past few weeks in the name of Jesus. We disconnect her with the sword of the spirit from that source and all of the demons that flooded in. We take authority, dominion, and power, and we command them to all come out in Jesus' name. Come on out. <coughs> come on out, all of you. Come out of the back, come out of the back. All the places that you've gone to. Father, we thank you for the angels. The Holy Spirit says you have witchcraft in your background. Do you have masonry in your background? Yes, I do. Um, That's witchcraft. Yeah, I know. That was, I believe that's coming from being in the witness, Jehovah's Witness organization. Oh, you were in Jehovah's Witness. That's just as bad. All yeah, right, and I believe that they are Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I denounce. I denounce and renounce. Very good. The Jehovah's Witness. The Jehovah's Witness. Freemasonry. Freemasonry. And every other wicked organization. And every other wicked organization. Wicked. Wicked as in evil. Wicked, wicked. Uh huh. Organization that I have been associated with. Organization that I have been associated with. I ask you to completely disconnect me. I ask you to complete me. Excuse me. I ask that you completely disconnect me from the root. And set me free. And set me free. Now you can't have any more association with those organizations. Or with their membership after this? Of course not. I know that. Mm-hmm. But you know what All I'm right. noticing, too? That they have been, uh, how can I say this? <sighs> they have been still trying to call me back in. What I mean by that is this. We in understand. The what? Mm-hmm. We understand completely. Mm-hmm. We know about that. So, Father, yeah. in the name of Jesus, are any of those people in your telephone, honey? Um, the one that I hugged, yes. Okay, well, guess what? 
I got to remove her. When mm-hmm. we get off this call, you're going to, number one, you're going to block her number. That's first. You're going to block her number on your phone. Number okay. two, you're going to delete her on your phone. And all the text messages from her on your phone. And any mm-hmm. gift that she's ever given you, you're going to destroy it and throw it away. Destroy okay. number one, throw away number two. You're going okay. to sever any and all communication with her, even eye contact. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yes, I do. All right. And you commit to doing that? Yes, I do. Also, you need to go through your house. And ask the Lord to take you through your house and show you all the things that are in it that don't please him so you can destroy them and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they are drawing demons to you. Okay, thanks. And they bring a curse to your life. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay, so that's, that's good. the end of your association with those people. All of them, even if they're relatives, they have to be held at a long distance. All right. Mhm. You can't have Jesus and the devil too. You got to pick one or the other. Mhm. All I right. Understand. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we disconnect her. We disconnected her from her past. We disconnect her from the agents of her past in Jesus' name. And we take authority, dominion, and power over their influence and demons in her. We bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command them to leave. We command them to leave in Jesus' name. Now, what you need to do is you Mm -hmm. need to fast. And the Lord wants you to fast for seven days. Have you ever fasted before? Yeah, I've fasted with you guys before. Okay, good. Then you need to fast for seven days, however the Lord shows you he wants you to do it. Because he's Uh got some other stuff he wants to ream out of you. All right? Okay, thanks. Okay. Now, do you have a prayer language? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, take a deep breath and release your prayer language right now. Ebato sharamara kesetia. Omoro motishia manamakiata. Omokeshiri atori amara bokutia shanamatia. Biamana mura boshi kia parapatisha. Ora moria tishia manamakarabatia. Biamana moshi kia rabokonamata. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for uh, protecting our sister in Jesus' name. We thank you for leading her and guiding her into all righteousness. We ask you, Lord, to take her in the scriptures where you want to take her, to take her on our website where you want to take her on our website. 
which is MiracleInternetChurch.com, to find out the things that you're trying to teach her. We ask you, Lord, to bring her back when we're on the air on Wednesdays and Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. and Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. And to recast the broadcast so that she can get a deeper understanding of what she needs to know. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We love you. Hope to hear from you soon. Mm-hmm. Love you, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to thank you. And we lift her up to you, Father. Strengthen her in her inner man. In Jesus' name. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Uh, This is in Kentucky. Heather Adoni picked up a phone receiver and punched in her inmate number on a keypad to activate it through the visitation window at Grayson County Detention Center. She had 15 minutes to talk before the sound was cut off without warning, and her guests were told to leave. In prison, every move an inmate makes is controlled. Miss Adoni is 59 and is getting used to that. She must because she is facing more than 41 years in prison, the rest of her natural life. Her sentence is expected to be the longest in the United States for someone charged with violating the Freedom of Access Clinic Entrances Act, a 1994 law that prohibits interfering with anyone obtaining or providing reproductive health services. It was seldom used until the Supreme Court's decision on Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health Organization reversed Roe versus Wade in June 2022, which returned abortion regulation to the state. Her crime was this, sitting near or in front of the doors of abortion clinics to give sidewalk counselors a few moments to talk to women before their abortion appointments and potentially change their minds. Ah, what a crime. Nine women out of ten give them the middle finger and keep walking, Miss Idoni said, but some women do change their minds, and the sidewalk counselors say the life of every baby, baby saved is worth the risk. But a decade or more in prison is an outcome Miss Idoni and other abortion rescuers didn't expect. In post-Roe America, pro-lifers have been served harsh, life-altering penalties. I have young, young grandchildren, Miss Idoni said. They are not going to have any memory of me. It's hard to think about. But it is the most painful thing being separated from my young grandchildren who are growing so fast. I'm missing their lives. Before prison, Miss Idoni owned a bookstore in Lydon, Michigan. She is a mother of including 10 orphan boys she adopted from Ukraine. In 2022, at least 26 pro-life activists were charged under the FACE Act, and many are now in prison or awaiting sentences. 
Most were charged after June 2022, when President Joe Biden formed the Reproductive Rights Task Force, a Department of Justice-led group focused in part on enforcing the act. The DOJ did not respond to a request for comment. Political watchers predict the emotional issue of abortion will be a top 2024 election topic in most races. Ms. Adoni was convicted in 2023, along with four other defendants in Washington, of a FACE Act offense and a felony conspiracy against rights. The group blocked the entrance to a late-term abortion business in 2020. The DOJ said the group entered the facility and blocked access using their bodies, furniture, chains, ropes, then live-streamed their activity on social media. The DOJ considered live-streaming a felony conspiracy. Well, isn't that interesting? Which carries a 10-year penalty. The face violation adds another year. Sentencing is in May. But after her trial in Washington, Ms. Idoni and five others were convicted for praying and singing hymns in the hallway of a now-closed abortion business in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. This will be considered a prior conviction and could add years to the sentence out of Washington. She awaits another trial for two face violations in Michigan. The Tennessee case highlights how absurd the situation has become. Using face in that weaponized fashion against the pro-lifers who obviously are political opponents of this administration. Stephen Crampton, senior counsel for the Thomas More Society, said to throw in that 10-year federal conspiracy charge in that case, in a case that, if you're just looking at it cold, is indistinguishable from a civil rights sit-in. Mr. Crampton is an attorney in the Tennessee case, which was tried in Nashville where in 1960 black citizens engaged in civil disobedience by sitting at lunch counters to protest racial segregation. There is a civil rights museum in the middle of the public library right across the street from the courthouse, a big display honoring as heroes those folks that engaged in sit-ins in Nashville and helped change the whole culture of the nation, Mr. Crampton said. In the same breath, they make our clients martyrs because they engaged in a sit-in, not for advancing racial equality, but for trying to save the life of an unborn child. If that's not political, I don't know how else to describe it. The abortion business affiliated with the Tennessee face charges was closed before the DOJ served any indictments because abortion is no longer legal in Tennessee. No matter how one feels about abortion, Americans should care about what happens with the FACE Act, Mr. Crampton said. The fact that the government has picked, which causes to federalize and to maximize prison sentences for, today it's pro-lifers, but tomorrow, hey, because Greenpeace, right? Maybe it's the pedophiles with animal rights and all of a sudden you're facing 11 years in prison because they don't like your cause, Mr. Compton said. Is this really something that we want our federal government doing? The FACE Act has been used 130 times against pro-life individuals, but it has only been used three times against pro-abortion protesters. 
a U.S. Senate aide said on background. There's certainly a disparity in how this is being enforced, the aide said. In the wake of the uh, Dobbs decision being leaked, there are at least 108 Catholic churches and at least 78 pregnancy resource centers that were attacked by pro-abortion protesters. But there are only three face act cases opened in response to that. So it's very clear, just on the numbers alone, that this is being enforced in a very political way and that the DOJ is weaponizing it against pro-life individuals and ignoring it when it comes to pro-abortion individuals. Senator Mike Lee of Utah, who is sponsoring legislation that would repeal the FACE Act, pointed to the fact that legal scholars have long questioned the act's constitutionality. He said the Biden administration has recently used it as a tool to harass and prosecute pro-life activists. His House bill is called Restoring the First Amendment and Right to Peaceful Civil Disobedience Act. Representative Chip Roy of Texas has a companion bill in the House. While there was interest when the Senate bill was introduced in October 2023, it has not had much momentum since then. Lord, we need momentum. Thank you. The aide isn't optimistic about the measure passing in the Senate. Without a Republican majority, there is just no way that that's going to get through, except through Jesus Christ. which means those imprisoned under the FACE Act may face long sentences, the aide said. They are suffering from the political fallout of this law that really shouldn't exist in the first place and that has absolutely been weaponized against one group and not another. Mark Huck, a father of seven, was shot the morning of September 23, 2022, when a team of roughly 25 FBI agents pounded on his door, pointed guns at him, and arrested him for an alleged FACE Act violation. Mr. Huck was a longtime sidewalk counselor at a Philadelphia abortion business. He pushed a volunteer at that business after the man made vulgar comments to Mr. Huck's son and wouldn't stop. Although the local police refused to bring charges in the the DOG, OJ, said the shove was a face violation. A jury disagreed and found Mr. Huck not guilty. For the month before the verdict, however, he faced a potential prison term. He is now running for U.S. congressional seat in Pennsylvania. Praise the Lord. We would not be running if that had not happened to me, Mr. Huck said. That wasn't my personal aspiration, but after the raid and the government coming after me and the government being weaponized against me, we decided that we want to run so that this doesn't happen to anybody else. It is the first time in 248 years since the Declaration of Independence was signed that the government has been weaponized against its own people in this way, he said, making this an unprecedented time to be living in the United States. It's really sad that our DOJ, which was not established for those purposes, has now become this tool and this weapon in the hands of President Joe Biden and anybody that's an enemy of his. Whether you're a pro-lifer or pro-Donald Trump, you are now a threat to that regime and the DOJ, Mr. Huck said. The Biden administration is coming after people of faith and people who love this nation with the force of the government. It is very sad and yet unprecedented. We've got to do something about it. 
We've got to hold the government accountable. The FACE Act became law in 1994 under Democratic President Bill Clinton. Mm, yeah. The pro-life community lobbied against it. Paul Vaughn, a longtime pro-life advocate, still had a pamphlet from 1993 that predicted that Christians are about to be put in federal prison. On its flip side, the pamphlet reads, these are not the kinds of laws passed in a free country that treasures the right to vigorous dissent. Many street counselors who stay mostly on sidewalks and rest block doors are Christians who see numerous references in the Bible as defining life as sacred. Their faith motivates them to stand in uncomfortable places and have hard conversations with women moments before those women may have an abortion. Many pro-life activists have said that they don't expect following their faith to always be easy. Prison is not easy. And for Miss Idoni and others, waiting for trial has not been easy. Mr. Vaughn, 55, is a Centerfield, Tennessee father of 11. He believes in children. He was convicted in the Tennessee case along with Miss Idoni and is awaiting sentencing. As in Mr. Huck's experience, an FBI squad arrived early one morning at Mr. Vaughn's home sporting long guns and tactical gear. Agents handcuffed him in front of his terrified children who were getting ready for school, put him in a vehicle, and drove away with him. Persecution is not just a guilty verdict at the moment in time in the courts, Mr. Vaughn said. It is the whole year and a half prior to that of reporting to the parole office every month, of them invading your privacy, talking about how much money you make. Have you had any speeding tickets? If you talk to any police officers, all of those invasive invasive tactics in your life. Since the FBI raid, dinner conversation with the family is different. Whereas normally they would open the Bible and talk about God, now they're asking questions like, is daddy going to jail? Do we need to put up a new fence? Do we need to buy a guard dog? Do we need to look into counselors for the children? How are they doing? What is PTSD? What are the signs of it? Now, when someone knocks on the door, everyone tenses, reminded of that morning. If sentenced to 11 years in prison, Mr. Vaughn will miss much of his children's formative years. God knows the story he wants to tell and what he wants to do. So we're just trying to be faithful to that, Mr. Vaughn said. It is very surreal to hear guilty come out of the judge's mouth. Calvin Gastro, a sidewalk preacher from Michigan, was also found guilty in Tennessee, and he faces another trial in Michigan. He awaits sentencing. The process of waiting for trial is part of the punishment, Mr. Zastro said. You can't hang on to the temporal things. You have to keep looking forward, and you have to trust God, and you have to trust God. And any plans you make, you realize those may change, Mr. Zastro said. I was able to be at my daughter's wedding at the end of September. That was a tremendous joy, tremendous blessing. But you don't know from day to day if if they're going to come grab you. You don't know what's going to happen, so you just keep trusting the Lord and moving forward. This is not just a culture war, but a spiritual war. It is also a physical battle to stay healthy while in the government's custody. Miss Adoni 
is reluctant to talk about the discomforts of prison, but did say it's hard to manage one's health when serving time. The food is highly processed, and inmates are, inmates are very inactive. Whenever she's transported, guards put her in uncomfortable handcuffs and lock a box between her wrists so that her hands don't touch. This leave, leaves welts on her wrists. It is an injustice that I am in here, and everyone who gets to know me hears my story. They are all appalled, she said. The other prisoners, inmates, and guards, they all say, you don't belong here. But Miss Idoni said she has prayed for the women she has met while waiting more than 18 months for her trial, and she finds the relationships meaningful. I do see God's purpose in me being in here. However, there are some really hard things that I've had to get through, and I take them as training from the Lord. I take them as training from the Lord, she said. I have really felt the Lord's care for me every day. I find as I let him make me content in every situation, it is a lot easier. In fact, there's a lot of joy within. She lives in a cell with 18 other 18 other women and has started a Bible study and has started a Bible study and has started a Bible study. So the message I taught you tonight, you might have to teach it to someone else. Some are hungry to study. Those who don't join them at the table and listen quietly from their bunks. Also, Awaiting sentencing in the Tennessee case is Coleman Boyd, 52, of Bolton, Mississippi, father of 13, including an adopted six-month-old infant. As a result of the conviction, he lost his job as an emergency room doctor. Chester Gallagher was also convicted. He is a former Las Vegas police officer who was arrested and fired in 1989 as a pro-life sit-in after telling supervisors he could not walk away from what he was convinced was a murder in progress. Dennis Green of Virginia, a pastor at Life and Liberty Ministries, is also a waiting sentence. Four other defendants in the Tennessee case await a hearing on lesser charges. There are other Faith Act cases underway around the country. Street counselors and rescuers continue their increasingly risky activities because they work. Babies' lives are saved, and women find alternatives. One woman testifying against the Nashville defendants said that she was turned away by their activities that day. The jury never heard the rest of the story. She went on to have her baby and marry the baby's father. I love you so much. You complete me and keep me going. I never knew my heart could be so big, she wrote of the child in a social media post. Mr. Huck said he has seen at least 100 women choose at the last minute not to abort their children. He recalls a couple who went to Philadelphia Planned Parenthood on Mr. Biden's inauguration day. They were about to enter when Mr. Huck told them that they didn't have to go in there that day. They later told him that they had asked God to give them a sign if he didn't want them to get the abortion, and they considered his comment that sign. I said, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee, and I'll get you guys a chocolate croissant. We sat down, and I said, hey, you guys, you can do this. We can help you. Let's go over to the Pregnancy Resource Center. We took them there. 
they got an appointment. They came back out and said, let's keep in touch. Their baby was born in July, and Mr. Huck has stayed in touch with them. He comforted a woman who had an abortion and came out of the building crying and regretful. They named her baby to help her begin grieving. We know it's the 11th hour. We know that 95% of the women that we talk to are going to still go in and are likely not going to respond to our invitations to spare the life of their child, Mr. Huck said. But when women do respond, even if that happens less than 5% of the time, not only does it keep you coming back for more, but you save a soul. It's a human soul. This is life-giving. Amen. This is life-giving. Praise the Lord for them. Father, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you for the lives of the Christians, the body of Christ, the army of God that is going forth doing the will of God with their lives, no matter what it costs them. We thank you for their faithfulness. We thank you for their obedience. We thank you for their sacrifice. We thank you for their courage. We thank you for their faith, for the grace that you have given them to do what you have called them to do and to bear what you have called them to bear. We thank you for your adjudication concerning each case, whether it was read or not. And we thank you for the love of God that pours through their hearts to others by the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise. Amen. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning a third U.S. Capitol Police security camera was turned away from the Democratic National Committee during the police response to the pipe bomb found near a bench at DNC headquarters on January 6th. Security video obtained by the newspaper from Representative Barry Loudermilk of Georgia showed camera 8021 that was recording the operations of a bomb robot, excuse me, suddenly panned away from the scene just before 2021, 2.21 p.m. The change in camera view happened 10 minutes before the Capitol Police unmanned ground vehicle fired a water cannon to disrupt the pipe bomb for the second time in 20 minutes. After pointing up for a short time, camera 8021 pan left to show D Street, then zoomed in various directions until settling on a nondescript parking lot view for the rest of the day. A third U.S. Capitol Police security camera, camera 8021, on the Fairchild, yeah, Fairchild building, is the third Capitol Police camera discovered to have been deliberately turned away 
from the unfolding pipe bomb drama during the crucial operations of the bomb squad. Mr. Loudermilk, whose Committee on House Administration's Subcommittee on Oversight is investigating the January 6th pipe bomb, and he was concerned by the discovery. These revelations are extremely troubling and raise even more important questions about the DNC-RNC pipe bomb investigation, Mr. Loudermilk said. We will continue to vigorously seek answers. The American people deserve full transparency in this critical matter. Two pipe bombs were discovered near the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, one in an alley between Capitol Hill Club and the Republican National Committee building, and the other in the bushes on the southwest side of the DNC building. Despite a three-year federal investigation and $500,000 in reward money, no arrests have been made. Camera 3173, located directly across the street. If you're not on your telephone, you need to be on your phone because it's been cut off. You need to be on your phone, Saints. You need to be on your phone. Brother Bill, um, area code 319-527-6235, press 1, right now, in Jesus' name. 3173, located directly across the street from where the pipe bomb was found at 1.05 p.m., turned away from the DNC building at 1.29 p.m., before the bomb squad arrived. Camera 8020, also located on the Fairfield building, was filming the assemblage of the bomb squad on East Street Southeast when it, too, was directed away at 1.44 p.m. to focus on some distant railroad track and a highway overpass for the next two and a half hours. Camera 8020 switch came just as a bomb robot turned up Canal Street southeast, headed for the DNC. Security cameras were controlled and monitored from the Capitol Police Command Center on the seventh floor of police headquarters on D Street Northeast. An official familiar with police command operations said directing cameras away from a developing crime scene in such a manner is very, very odd. You absolutely would be having the camera operators training the cameras and scanning to see if anything else was going on around the DNC, the official said. And you're not seeing that. You're seeing what looks like a deliberate move of the cameras to not record anything associated with the pipe bomb. Capitol Police Camera 4502, mounted on the nearby Capitol Power Plant, did capture part of the initial aftermath of the bomb discovery and some of the bomb robot operations. The latest development on the DNC pipe bomb only adds to a growing list of questions about the crime scene, how the event was handled, and if the pipe bomb was really a viable device claimed by the FBI. Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky disclosed in late January that the DNC pipe bomb was discovered by a plainclothes Capitol Police officer at 1.05 p.m. on January 6th, confirming a report first published on January 7th, 17th, excuse me. 
camera 3173 was in a fixed position aimed at the DNC building's garage, so the officer's discovery of the nearby pipe bomb doesn't show on that camera's video. None of the other Capitol Police cameras that cover that area around the DNC were trained on the building before the bomb discovery. So if there is no closed-circuit TV video evidence showing how the officer first encountered the bomb. When the officer walked the short distance from the bomb to a driveway where Secret Service and the Metropolitan Police Department Fort Utility Vehicle sat, the agents inside took more than two minutes to finish their lunch before emerging to investigate, Mr. Massey said. Former FBI Special Agent Kyle Serafin, who worked surveillance in the January 6th pipe bombs case, said his team was told by an FBI briefing agent that the bombs weren't real. Look very bomb-like, Mr. Serafin said on a January uh, on a January 25 episode of his podcast. Those were the actual words that I remember. Look very bomb-like. Discovery of the DNC bomb was announced on Capitol Police Dispatch at 1.07 p.m., according to audio obtained. Officer 987 Adams, I'm going to declare a 10-100 at the DNC as well, similar device as was found at the RNC as well, advising the units on scene what's going on. Dispatch, all right, where do you have your device? 987 Adams at the DNC. Dispatch. Okay, but where is it at? Where at in the DNC, sir? 987 Adams. Right at the corner of Canal, the uniblock of Canal Street and Washington Avenue. Right near the 987 Adams. Did you copy my last? I broke up. Unknown officer. Sir, I need to advise you. Do we have the same device at the DNC? Dispatch, affirm, sir, it's going to be in the corner of Canal Street and Washington Avenue in the bushes. 987A, Adam has seen it. Time later, all radio communication related to the DNC pipe bomb was moved to what was announced over the air as Channel 3. Audio from the channel has not been publicly released. It is not clear why former... Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund wasn't notified by his command staff about the DNC bomb until 1.49 p.m., 42 minutes after his dispatcher took the bomb report from an officer on scene. Mr. Sund was in the command center at the time, working to get approval for the National Guard to be dispatched to the Capitol to quell the violence that broke out during protests. Capitol Police officials have not commented on the recent questions raised about the pipe bomb. Multiple requests for comment have gone unanswered. Security video footage released on February 13th by columnist Julie Kelly shows just before 9.29 a.m. what appears to be a bomb-sniffing dog at work along the DNC driveway and the side building entrance a few feet from where the pipe bomb would be discovered three and a half hours later. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, who was inside the DNC building, was not evacuated by the Secret Service for nearly 11 minutes after the bomb video. 
discovery, excuse me, video shows the vehicles in her motorcade emerging from the garage starting at 1.13.40 p.m., then winding around to the front entrance pick up Ms. Harris. The motorcade departed from the front of the building at 1.16 p.m. Secret Service agents and police officers milled about the southwest side of the DNC building near the bomb. Instead of immediately withdrawing to a safer perimeter out of the blast zone, a security video shows. One uninformed police officer walked within 10 feet of the bomb and snapped a photo of it with his phone. Security video shows. A group of what appeared to be teenagers walked past the bomb site after crossing South Capitol Street. Several commuter trains on the way to and from Union Station rumbled over a railroad trestle directly next to the DNC building where the pipe bomb was in place, security video revealed. The initial nonchalant demeanor of Secret Service agents made no sense with what the FBI considers a weapon of mass destruction sitting within dozens of feet of the incoming vice president. Mr. Massey said during a recent podcast appearance, a police official familiar with explosive ordnance disposal agreed with that assessment. If a pipe bomb goes off, shrapnel from the pipe bomb travels. It's going to travel at about anywhere between 18,000 and 23,000 feet per second, the official says. There's nothing you can do. By the time you hear the boom, the sharpnel is going to be hitting you, the official said. That's just stupidity, unless for some reason they had no reason to be concerned. Capitol Police security video shows a bomb. Total containment vehicle towed by a black traveling in a police caravan north on Washington Avenue southwest at southwest at 2.23 p.m. The pickup and trailer turned east on D Street at 2.24 p.m. The orb-like steel-reinforced tank on a containment vehicle safety safely holds an explosive device while it is moved to a remote location where it can be examined and undergo a make-safe operation. If the bomb detonates at any point, the tank vents the air pressure while containing the debris. Amen. Amen. So, let's see if I can find Brother Marshall. If he's still here. If he's moved to Iowa. Who would know? Who would know? But let's try. Brother Marshall, are you here? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Praise the Lord. We're ready. Miracles happen. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Thank you for interceding for us every moment, Lord Jesus. We thank you that you know what's going on. We thank you that when some believers in the one true creator God were in harm's way, Daniel and his buddies uh, were taken captive in Babylon, Father God, and, and they were going to be, they were slated to be murdered, Father God, because uh, the other so-called wise men, sorcerers, etc., couldn't tell what the, what the king had dreamed and what it meant, because the king didn't remember what he dreamed, that you gave them the answer, Father God. 
Yes, before we had Matthew eighteen nineteen. But you said if two of you on earth agree to touch anything you ask, it shall be done in my Father, which is in heaven. Well, your word is forever settled in heaven. And they came before you and they asked, and they got an answer. And you gave Daniel the dream, the interpretation, Father God. And that's where we are right now. That's where it's a dent. We're down to the, the little mixture of, of iron and clay toes, Father God. Where that's where we are right now, Father God. But you exposed what was going on. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And you're, and you're continuing to do, exposing what's going on with this business about the pipe bomb and all these other things. We ask for adjudication, every one of these different areas, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you. We thank you for your mercy, Lord. We thank you that you're in charge. You know what's going on. We are in the last days. And these are the days that you gave Daniel to talk about. And what did the king Nebuchadnezzar say? Where is that here? The king Nebuchadnezzar answered to Daniel, I said, and said, of a truth, it is that your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. He's not going to reveal this secret. Well, Lord, you're no respecter of persons, and you've talked about this several times in the New Testament, Father God, in Jesus' name. And you say in Luke 12, 2, for there's nothing covered, Jesus speaking, there's nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. So please expose the root cause of why all the cameras were turned away from the so-called terrible, horrible, very risky pipe bomb, why they were not focused in that area, and why the, the police were so relaxed about <clears throat> about this, and why they didn't bother to stop the commuter trains rumbling nearby, and why uh, uh, so-called Vice President Kamala Harris, so-called, uh, was, was not protected by the Secret Service. Father, we ask you to expose all these things, and we thank you for your adjudication and every one of those things. But most especially, Father, we ask for those saints that have been standing up for the children, Father God, including this lady who's put in prison. Uh, what was her name? Heather Idoni, Father God, and the others under the so-called FACE Act in, in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father God, they're standing up for, what's do, for what you want them to do, doing what's right in your sight, Father God. In Jesus' name, and we thank you for doing so. We thank you for helping them, each one of them, Father, in Jesus' name. And what happened when they, when the saints were in harm's way, Father God, in the book of Acts? You've read a lot from the book of Acts, my Pastor Sabine has been very helpful to remind us a lot about the Holy Ghost coming, the Holy Spirit coming, Father. And those saints that were empowered from on high with the Holy Ghost, it wasn't their great courage. It was the Holy Ghost giving them that courage because they knew God was with them, that he would never leave them nor forsake them. As long as they were with him, he was with them. And Father, put up a set of a set of a set of a set In Acts chapter 5, after the saints were accused of nasty things, which they did nothing wrong, sounds like what these saints are, they're standing up for the unborn children, Father God. And at the end of Acts chapter 5, the last three verses, and to him they, they agreed. And while they had called the apostles and beaten them and commanded, it was like her, having these terrible handcuffs on and all the rest of them, and beaten them and commanded they should not speak in the name of Jesus. They let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Thank you, Miss <laughs> Idonia. Some of these people are rejoicing that they're counted worthy to suffer shame for your name, King Jesus. And daily in the temple, in every house, they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. Hey, even in prison, 
Thank you for the Bible study that she started, Father God. Thank you for the women that are listening while they're just sitting on their bunks. Because they don't want people to think, well, I'm, I'm real interested in this Christian stuff. Because, that, you know, maybe they'd be ostracized. Because maybe they have uh, been uh, drugged through the coals, as it were, uh, by, by people mocking them. And, and uh, Father God, we thank you, Father God. You've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Father, send the Holy Ghost to help and deliver all those, all those things, Father, all those things, Father God, that need to be delivered. You've done it before. The pastor, Arthur Pulowski, up in Canada, who stood for the truth, they said, he said, you have no right to close my, my church down on, on uh, Resurrection Sunday because he thought God was superior to the government. What an amazing concept to have, to think the creator God who created those people was greater than the little creation. What an amazing thought. So he was not treated very nicely. He was thrown in prison, and he got out, Father God. He People prayed all over, not just Canada, the United States. A lot of people pray, pray for him, Father God, and we pray for these things, Father God. And we know you're going to bring in a new president. You're going to change. There's going to be a change that needs to be made, Father God. And we thank you for I'm not saying that Trump's necessarily going to be there in a short order, but we don't know, Father. Maybe I'll have somebody else come in. But, Father God, you can cause these people to release. We think of the people bringing forth uh, proposals to change this law. We ask you to move it forward. Move it forward, Father God. Set a fire under the, uh, under the seats of those that have been dragging their heels, Father God. We bind every hindering spirit, every interfering spirit. From our position state in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Satan, you hold your undone your bound. Every every spirit of criminal set of a court, that a blackmail, every spirit, every ungodly spirit causing control by ungodly fear are bound in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that many FBI whistleblowers have come forth in recent times, Father God, because you're starting to give them Holy Ghost fear of God more than of man. We thank you, Father God, for causing those to be willing to speak the truth even though they might be losing their pensions or their income or whatever, causing many people to say, well, this is absurd. We thank you, Father God, for people to be able to stand up for the truth, even though a lot of people have just gone along to get along. And somebody told me recently, when I was in the waiting room at the hospital recently, Father God, this man said, to those people that are not speaking the truth, they're accomplices when they're just keeping their lips zipped and not speaking the truth. Father God, I repent if I've done that. And I ask you, Father God, to send the Holy Ghost to bring conviction on those saints and those people that know better, Father God, that are not standing up for the truth in whatever way you want them to. There may be different ways people can do that. Just writing letters to congressmen and all that stuff. Maybe if there were a flood of letters, it might make a difference where the people don't even have time to answer the tens of thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands and maybe millions of letters, Father God. Maybe you can wake people up that way, Father God. Cause people to do what you want them to do. Pour forth of your spirit, even as you said. And we thank you for delivering us. You said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So we take the cup of salvation and we call upon your name. We ask to deliver all those in harm's way in Jesus' name. Because Jesus, when he received the Holy Ghost, happened to find that scripture because he was dutiful to go to the uh, what the Jewish boys did then, the young people, not just young, all of them, went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, which was Saturday for the Jewish people. They went to the synagogue, and what, what did he find in the scroll from Isaiah? I think, where is that Isaiah? Uh, I have to find the book of Luke. 
That's that book right there. Luke chapter four. Thank you, Lord. Is that where it is, Jesus? Of course, that's where it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Jesus says, and the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord is a has anointed me. Thank you for the anointing that removes, that breaks and destroys the yoke of the enemy. The Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He did that to show us that that's how we do it. Because he laid down his divinity when he came to earth. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, came and did everything as a man, anointed with all we go, so that we know that we can do the same things. And anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. People have to be willing to listen. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, praise the Lord, to preach deliverance to the captives, including Heather Idoni, and all those that have been withheld against common sense and, and, and the real U.S. Constitution, and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. So we thank you for setting at liberty those that have been bruised, Father God, including Heather. And you said, ask and you shall receive in Jesus' name. So we're asking in Jesus' name. And we thank you for many scriptures, Father God. I know there's several of them in the in the Psalms about you setting the captives free. Help me to find the ones you want. So if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. And it will be given him. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So here's one. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In, uh, in Psalm 68, 6, God set, us, set the solitary in families. He bringeth out those that are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Thank you that you're bringing out those that are bound with chains, including Heather Idoni, and we give you praise and honor and glory, Father, for what you have done, are doing, and going to do. And you said, if two of your honors agree just anything you ask, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. On all these others, like Mr. Hook, uh, who stopped to help people those those people that actually did change their mind that actually did keep their children that actually were blessed like a certain family member of mine that had a lot of friends tell her oh you don't need this child unplanned pregnancy one night stand just go get rid of the piece of flesh and then she heard the silent scream the little video from a, from a ultrasound or whatever and she said oh Oh, this isn't just a bunch of flesh. The heart starts beating pretty early on. Oh. So, Father, we thank you for bringing conviction to those that need to have conviction. But even if those people like Heather Idoni and the others, Mr. Hook and this, these others from Tennessee and different places that were willing to stand and to give people an option to say, yes, there are Christian uh, groups that you can go to that will provide help for you if you don't have the finances. They'll provide practical things like diapers and whatever you need. So, Father, we thank you for helping those women to find those resources, Father God, even though they've been discouraged by the, the current establishment, Father God, the current regime. We bind every spirit of tyranny and ungodly control that is trying to overturn the U.S. Constitution, trying to overturn the Declaration of Independence by trying to overturn what was founded here by the Creator God. But he founded it, and the forefathers that came in the Mayflower Compact, they made an agreement with God. And God always keeps his part of the agreement. He always keeps his plan. All his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, even as it's written in uh, 
in Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. So we thank you that your promises are always yes and amen. So we, you said, ask and you shall receive. We're asking in agreement according to Matthew 18, 19. And you answered Daniel's prayers, and he asked with his three fellows there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they got an answer, Father God, and you helped them, and they didn't have to be killed. So, Father, we thank you for delivering Miss Idoni. We thank you for changing the people that need to be changed, removing those that need to be removed, Father, in a timely manner, in Jesus' name.